Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today, man, we had an, what is it? A marathon in Austin. The right? Austin Marathon. That's yep. right, Austin Marathon. Screwed up traffic all around town. It was miserable traffic. It was terrible traffic. Just awful. All right, so the battle of the billionaires for the most powerful office in the world. That's where we are today. That's what we're talking about. The battle of the billionaires for the most powerful office in the world. You have Michael Bloomberg and what's the other guy's name? Donald Trump. And the other guy's name? Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Battle of the billionaires. I tell you, I don't know what's going on, but that's where we are today. So we're going to see, you know. Especially on the Democrat side, who's going to win that primary? I think I think Bloomberg's going to pull it through. He's going to be that trifecta. He's going to have hey, Bloomberg and uh, and 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 Bernie Sanders. Did you hear that Bloomberg was going to have Hillary Clinton run as his VP? I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think about that? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I know, right? It doesn't seem like a very smart decision. Since, <clears throat> no, it's you a know. stupid decision. Actually, <laughs> he, she can suicide herself into the presidency at any time. You know. <laughs> If you ever want some free entertainment, just go to one of those Bloomberg posts that shows up as a sponsored post on Facebook and read the comments. It's hilarious. <laughs> he's paying for memes. I, really? He's, yeah. Yeah, he's And everyone's mad because they don't have to classify them as political ads like you do normally on Facebook and Instagram. And all the Republicans are like, he's gaming the system. I'm like, he's not gaming the system. He's just smarter than you. He's, he's working the, the system. The best part about knowing the rules is how to bend them to your will. Like, don't get mad because he thought of it before you did. <laughs> he knows social media. He knows how that stuff works. All right. So, and also, we have we have a guest. We have uh, Charles Cotton. Charles is actually used to be the, um, and I'm not sure if he still is. He used to be on the board for the NRA. He's attorney out of Houston, Texas. And I want to kind of talk about uh, talk with Charles about fugitive from justice. 
you know, when a person walks into the gun store to purchase a firearm, you know, what classifies them as a fugitive from justice? So I invited Charles Cotton to the show to talk to us about that. Charles, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. How you doing? Hello, Michael. I appreciate you having me. Uh, Sound like it's going to be a good topic to discuss today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so you also have a... um, you're, you also have one of the largest, you know, online blogs for Texas gun owners, you know, where we can go and ask questions and all that stuff. What is it called? It's the uh, Texas CHL Forum. It started back in 2004. All right. And then and tell people about a little bit about yourself, you know, because I know you were on the board for the NRA. I don't know if you still are. And you're also an attorney in Houston. You know, tell us a little bit about you. Okay, I'll... Uh... I'll keep it short. I'm, I'm too old to give you all the all the history. <laughs> I got started uh, in in advocating for the Second Amendment, both legislatively and politically. Oh, back actually back in 1980. But I'll start with 87. That's uh, when I met Doc Brown, who was at the time the uh, the um, uh, legislative director for the Texas State Rifle Association. And from that point on, uh, I served as uh, the unofficial pro bono legislative counsel for TSRA. And in that position, I have uh, I read everything that's filed, uh, whether it's on our side of the issue or, the, or, or our opponents. I have um, written some or all of, of most of the pro-gun bills that we've passed since 87. Not all of them, but most of them. And I will, uh, I will counsel uh, with oh, senators, members of the House, whatever, you know, for free. I don't charge them anything when they have some questions about uh, how they can accomplish something in support of the of the Second Amendment. As you said, I was elected to the Board of Directors in uh, the NRA in 2001, and I still serve in that capacity. Uh, in fact, I'm up for re-election right now. Nice. And in, in April, I was elected first vice president of the NRA. Okay. And then what I want to talk to you today about is this, uh, this, this decision by the Justice Department, because prior to, I want to say, 2017, um, if a person was a fugitive from justice, meaning that uh, they had a warrant for their arrest for something, and it didn't matter if they left the state or not, they were denied from getting a firearm uh, in a federal firearms license dealer uh, at a gun store, basically. And then what happened was um, after 2017, under the Trump administration, what happened was you had the ATF and also the FBI disagree on their interpretation of what a fugitive from justice was. So the DOJ had to settle that argument. And so that's kind of what I want to talk to you about, you know, today. And what's your take on that? Okay. I've, I've, I've read a couple of articles on that and, uh, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't having a sometimes moment and there'd be a change <laughs> in the, in the gun control act that I wasn't aware of. And sure enough, there's no change. I, I did research it. Uh, I guess my response to the issue of, of fugitive is twofold. Number one, the DOJ got it right. I mean, the ATF was using an incredibly broad interpretation when they were saying the mere existence of, uh, of, of a warrant for someone's arrest made them a fugitive. That's, that's not the legal standard. It's not even the federal standard. Mm. In order to be a fugitive, you have to, you have to be taking steps to avoid apprehension, and you have to know that there's a warrant out there. The reason I think in, in this particular case, and they're talking about that case out of Austin, the reason I say that I think that it, it's much to do about nothing 
is the status uh, of being a fugitive is only one of a number of ways to be a prohibited person in terms of an FFL doing a NICS check. The other way, the one that would have applied to that, that fell in Austin, um, he, he had apparently been indicted on a felony because they had a felony warrant. You don't get warrants without indictments. And ha- being indicted is a prohibitor under uh, 18 U.S.C. 922 N is in, is in Nancy. So the only thing that would need to be done there would have been for Harris County to notify the FBI so they could get it in the NICS system that he was under indictment. Yeah, and that and that's it was a big problem because uh, we're talking about Dalton Brush that that case or Brochet I'm not sure how they pronounce that last name, but we're talking about that case where the guy was um, in Austin and he went to a park Pease Park. It was a really big deal, and someone saw that he had a rifle and possibly something else. They called nine one one, and then um, apparently allegedly he he hid the rifle in the bushes. And so when the Austin Police Department responded to the call, uh, they figured out, okay, he hit the the rifle in the bushes, allegedly, and they did their investigation, and he figured out, okay, well, there's something going on here. And so they did a, uh, like a, what they normally do, like a, I I forget what you call that. I forget what you call it. You stop someone, and you run a check for warrants and things of that nature. And then they said, hey, this guy has a warrant out out of Houston, out of Harris County. Uh, for his arrest. And then it came out that he was able to purchase the firearm from a gun store in Austin. And there, the big talk was, how in the world did he get this firearm from this gun store if he had a warrant for his arrest? And so that's what we're talking about. Um, and, and Charles, I, it, people were just, you know, just floored by this. And they were just shocked. And it caused a big stir. You know, and they got comments from everyone about this. And all the news outlets ran this story. It made national news, as a matter of fact. And they just wanted to know how this guy get an AR-15 from a gun store if he had a warrant for his arrest. Yeah, and it's, 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 a, it's a matter of notice. And, and frankly, it's, it's, it's also a matter of timing. The story that it's, I actually read two stories. Neither one of them really told me when uh, this, this indictment was handed down and therefore... Number one, did, did Harris County, the Harris County DA's office, have time to notify the FBI? And, and secondly, if they did have sufficient time, why didn't they? But it's a, no, it's a notice issue. I noticed um, the uh, Wall Street Journal article uh, said uh, Gina Hinojosa is going to file a bill. Well, <laughs> that's no surprise. Uh, <laughs> you can't get much more anti-gun than Gina, except maybe if, Bloomberg you guys were talking about earlier. If she gets but, reelected, because she has an awesome opponent who is our co-host, Janai Aragona. He's actually running against Gina Hinojosa. So we're, you know, we're pushing for Janai to get into that seat. Yeah, well, God, God bless him. I hope so. Um, <laughs> All right, hold on, Charles. We're talking with Charles Cotton. He's, the, uh, he's on the board for the National Rifle Association. We're talking about the... Yeah, um, Fusion from Justice. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chad Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So we're talking about the the ruling that came down from the Department of Justice, where the Department of Justice had to settle an argument between the Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, ATF, uh, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, and also the FBI, the NICS. And the, the two different agencies disagreed on what a fugitive from justice was. Uh, the FBI said, hey, you know. If a person is a fugitive from justice, they have a warrant for – well, basically they have a warrant for their arrest. We're going to deny them from purchasing a firearm. Well, the ATF said, well, uh, they would have to be a fugitive from justice, meaning that they would have had to left the state in order for them to be denied from purchasing a firearm. And so the Department of Justice made a uh, – basically uh, came down and made the decision back in 2017 under the Trump administration – and decided to agree with the ATF on their side of the house that, hey, uh, if you're a fugitive from justice, meaning that you left the state uh, for certain types of warrants, majority of warrants, then you would be denied from getting a firearm. And so we're talking with Charles Cotton. He's a board member for the National Rifle Association. Also, he's, a, he's an attorney uh, in Houston, Texas. And Charles has actually been um, around the gun scene. He's gone back and forth to the Capitol, been very instrumental in you know texas gun laws and just our firearms freedom and so that's why i invited charles cotton to the show and charles now what's the consequences of uh, on the criminal side you know of like uh, an uh, an instructor you know telling someone that they took a class with them on the criminal side i'm sorry uh michael if they if the instructor told the uh the student uh what if an instructor just said, hey, you know, this person took a LTC class with me, you know, what's, what's the, you know, is there, is there a criminal penalty for that on a criminal side? No, no, there isn't. Uh, the, the confidentiality provision that we put actually in the, in the initial uh, concealed handgun statute that was Senate Bill 1695, the confidentiality requirement prohibits the uh, Texas Department of Public Safety from providing uh, information as to whether a, a person has a, Texas uh, CHL or now an LTC to anyone other than a law enforcement agency. 
But that's the only that's the only entity that's prohibited from releasing that information. Um, you can you can tell someone that yeah, so and so uh, took took a class from me. Even if the even if the uh, prohibition extended to to us instructors, if all you said was they took a class with me, you're not even telling them that they actually applied for the license and, and got it. So, it's it, it's not it's not unlawful to do that. All right, and then and and just what's your overall view on on this situation? Um, with you know, this goes back to 2017 and 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 them going back and forth and switching this as a recap. You know, what's your overall take on this? Well, first of all, admitting my bias, um, <laughs> I, I think it's a scare tactic uh, by by some media outlets. Certainly, that are same. Well, not the same article, but a similar article ran in the Trace, and everybody that reads the Trace knows that it's a Bloomberg propaganda rag as part of uh, every town. But I, I think it's a scare tactic because they want to focus solely on the status of being a quote unquote fugitive from justice. And yes, being a fugitive from justice is a disqualifier for possession of firearms, but so is being indicted on a felony mm. or being uh, having an information on a misdemeanor of family violence. So there's still the people that, that most folks would say shouldn't have guns, violent felons, they still can't have them. They don't have to be classified as being a fugitive from justice. And the reason I say I think the, the DOJ was correct is that the statute expressly says you have to cross state lines to avoid prosecution. Mm. And if you don't cross state lines, then you certainly don't meet that definition. And it, I think it's somewhat ironic that the ATF is really taking a conservative view of this after having for 50 years <laughs> interpreting um, a receiver, firearms receiver, for instance, an AR-15 lower or the uh, the lower uh, frame for 1911, interpreting that as a quote-unquote firearm when their own definition expressly says, no, it's not. It's only got two elements of the four required. So uh, it's it's ironic. I don't know why they did it, but I do think that they were correct in saying that you got to cross county. Uh, I'm sorry, you got to cross state lines. Okay, and and like I said before, you know, uh, Gina, you know, like you said, Gina has filed a, you know, says she's going to file a bill. She filed a bill this last session, and then also, you know, we have someone that's a co-host on our show here who's actually running against Gina Hinojosa. So we're actually, you know, hoping that you know she can do something really good for us here in Texas and and, and beat Gina. Yeah, well, she got my prayers. <laughs> Now, let's uh by the before I, before I cut you loose there, uh the NRA, so you're you're going to run again? Yeah, I'm up for re-election right now and uh, uh the ballots are in your latest magazine, so I hope I hope a lot of our folks do vote. We always have a a small turnout, but that's, you know, <laughs> that seems to be the way of life everywhere. I bet it's not in Virginia on the next election. Oh, but. I bet you it's not. I tell you, they, they, they're realizing, boy, they better get their butts up and get out there and vote in that next election this year. You know, the ironic thing, and I, I realize I'm kind of running on a rabbit trail here, but a lot of folks think Democrats outnumber Republicans in the state of Virginia. That absolutely is not so. Northern Virginia is really southern D.C. right now, mm. but the southern part of the state is a stronghold for Republicans, and they flat did not turn out, not just for this the last last election, but for the last two. And the margins would have been a whole lot worse than they are. They're two-vote margin in the Senate, and I think it's something like 10 votes uh, in the House. 
and it would have been a whole lot worse. But, yeah, like I say, I'm, I'm off on a rabbit trail, but I want people to get out and vote whenever you have the opportunity, be it state elections, national elections, NRA elections, you name it. If you have that right, exercise it. All right, absolutely. Man, I'll tell you what, thank you, Charles Cotton, attorney and also NRA board member. Uh, thank you for coming on the show and, and breaking this down for us. Thanks for having me, Michael. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely, sir. All right, that's Charles Cotton. He's a, the NRA board member and also an attorney out of Houston, Texas, uh, talking to us about fugitive from justice. And also, you know, you know, man, I tell you, you know, we got to get out and vote this next election if you're worried about your Second Amendment rights. All right, so now well, let's talk about some current events and what's going on around the world. I tell you, we have, let's see, uh, Mike Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg's running for office, and he's getting some steam there. Uh, and so Mike there had something to say. I don't know if we have this video up or not, but, you know, he had some things to say about stop and frisk, you know, and when he was mayor of New York. And so basically <clears throat> what he did was, he this you know, this guy's mayor of New York. And in New York, you know, they come up with laws and rules about everything. You can't have, you know, this size drink, you know, uh, you can't do this. Try to, get, you know, just like California, try to get rid of straws. But you know what? Well, let's get rid of straws, but, you know, let's give the homeless or, 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 or other people, you know, drug users, free needles. You know, I just don't get that. You're going to give them free needles, but you want to get rid of straws. That's just crazy to me. And here in Austin, you know, we have thousands of straw, uh, uh, needles, actually thousands of needles on the roads, you know, on the sides of the roads. And, you know, people want to get rid of straws. That makes no sense. It's like a double standard. It's crazy. <laughs> What do you think about that, Felicia? You know I'm coming to you. Yeah, I know. Um, I actually carry plastic straws in my purse so that if I go somewhere that has paper ones, I'm prepared. Um. All right, so li listen to this video uh, uh, with uh, Mike Bloomberg. You, you carry your own straws. I heard you there. All right, so listen to this video from Mike Bloomberg here. After murders and murderers and murder victims, it's one of them. You can just take the description, Xerox it, and pass it out to all the cops. They are male, minorities, 15 to 21. That's true in New York, it's true in virtually every city. And that's where the real crime is. You've got to get the guns out of the hands of the people that get killed. So you've got to, if you want to spend the money for a lot of cops in the street, put those cops where the crime is, which means in minority neighborhoods. So it's one of the unintended consequences is. People say, oh my God, you are arresting kids for marijuana that are all minorities. Yes, that's true. All right, so you have Mike Bloomberg there. That Basically, he's saying that the crime is only in the minority communities. We're going to talk about that more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Foley on the War, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. We're talking all things firearms. Now, here's Michael Cargill. Now it's time for GGN, Global Gun News. Global Gun News. Texas Gunworks, the largest online gun store in Texas. In the news. All right, welcome back to your favorite part of the show, everybody. The Global Gun News. My name is Gary Faust, and I'm here to provide you with the gun news from around this beautiful earth that we inhabit. This week, I'm going to start off with a story that we touched on last week, but uh, we didn't include it on the segment as it was still developing. So last Saturday around 3.30 p.m. in, and bear with me on this because I don't uh, know Thai very well, but in Nakhon Rachasma, Thailand, a Thai soldier identified as Jakra Panthoma. Did I get that right, Felicia? I really think so. He went on a shooting spree that killed 29 people and wounded at least 57 others. Now, the, 30, the 32-year-old Sergeant Major shot and killed his commanding officer and the officer's mother-in-law before going on the rampage. After committing the first two murders... Toma went on to go to a an army an army base, excuse me, an army base. He shot a soldier, stole a truck, stole two assault rifles, machine gun and almost 800 rounds of ammunition. He then went on to kill nine more at a nearby Buddhist temple before moving on to a shopping mall where the spree continued after nearly 16 hours. 16 hours the police were able to kill the gunman. This was the second mass shooting in Thailand within the past month. Next up, we've got Lego guns. All right, a Lego ex- exhibit in at the Harley Gallery in Nottingham, Shaw, England, has come under scrutiny by gun control activists for Irish artist David Turner's display of replica firearms made from Legos. The Gun Control Network, a nonprofit gun control group based in the UK, says... The exhibit's inclusion of the artwork is promoting guns. According to Turner, the Lego guns are inspired by his childhood in Northern Ireland, which he says was very much guns every single day with the police and the army. He adds, it absolutely does not glamorize guns. It is what it is, a a representation of guns made entirely from Lego. But the gun control network says that it is, quote, complete nonsense to attach any artistic value to the work. Additionally, the Gun Control Network is demanding the gallery remove the piece and accept it was an error of judgment. Lisa Gee, the gallery's director, says, art is designed to challenge our beliefs and preconceptions, adding that there have been many positive reviews of Turner's work. 
Okay, in South Carolina, a man was arrested on Tuesday for being a felon in possession of a firearm and ammunition, among other charges. Zachary Shakur Stevens was stopped by police around 2 a.m. for a broken taillight when police supposedly smelled marijuana in his car. After being asked, asked to step out of the vehicle, Stevens scuffled with police before being tasered and taken to jail. During a search of the vehicle, police found a 40 caliber pistol behind the driver's seat. When asked about the firearm, he told deputies that he is a member of the Crips street gang and was en route to visit his son, who lives in Blood's territory. Now, his argument is that he needed it for personal protection. And for those of you that don't know, the Bloods are rival gang to the Crips. And Stevens says that a relative loaned him the firearm just the day before. A bondsman posted Stevens' $50,000 bail, and he was released from jail. However, his charges are still pending in state court. And lastly, got a Florida man story for you. CCTV caught a Florida man stealing a firearm from an unlocked vehicle and subsequently firing it into a gas station bathroom while driving a stolen truck. The gas station in which he was seen discharging the firearm in is also located across the street from a school. Deputies in Hillsborough County, Florida, have arrested Bruce Allen Renner for grand theft auto, leaving the scene of a crash with injury, driving with a suspended license, and being a felon in possession of a firearm. There are also additional charges that are just too long to list during this short segment. And that's it. That's the global gun news, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you feel informed. I hope that we've given you unbiased news. I'm Gary Faust. Tune in next week. All right. All right. Yeah. That's Gary Faust, our intern, folks. Let me tell you, doing that global gun news. I'm going to give him a oh, thank B. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to give him a B minus on that one. Oh, what? B minus. That's what, what you could I have done one. better? You said assault weapon. What is an assault weapon? Did I say that? Yes, you did. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Survey says. <laughs> oh, man, I apologize. Yeah, what's an assault weapon? All right, so, yeah, we got to get that out of our vocabulary. Yeah. Right, but other than that, everything was good. You know, it's hard to say some of those names there, but you did pretty good. All right, so. All right, so let's go back to talking about Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> All right, so, you know, honestly, I, I, this this guy's running as a Democrat on a Democrat ticket, and I don't know how he expects to get the black vote at all when you say that crime, you know, basically you're saying crime is only committed in the black, well, minority communities. Yeah, but isn't that what Hillary Clinton did? She called all black men super predators. Well, you know, that's why I And say, a lot of black people still voted for her. Hey, that's why I say they're they're voting for the slave master. If you vote one of these people into office, <laughs> it's, 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 it's painful. <laughs> I know I shouldn't say it, but that's basically what you're doing. If you're, you're voting for Mike Bloomberg. All right. So what do you think, Felicia? I mean, I think he's ugh, and I say this as a political nerd. He's running a good race. He came in later than everyone else. He's making an impact. He's doing he's getting the free, quote unquote, media that Trump did whenever he ran, too. I don't like him. I'm not going to vote for him. He's milk toast Trump. From I mean, yeah, but from a campaign. Guy has no idea what he's doing, dude. He's trying to be like Trump, and he looks like a fool. Well, he's hired great people then. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's spending a lot of money. He's spending. Have a you seen ton these messages yeah. that he's been sending? I don't know if they're true. On I haven't Instagram? actually looked into it. I just thought it was funny, but 
Yeah. He's been sending messages and paying for meme accounts uh-huh. to spread uh, the, his image as being the cool candidate. I, I will say, <laughs> I think that's doing the exact opposite of what he wanted it to do. That's what I'm saying. Um, who's, I mean, who's he, who's he making ground with? Who's going to vote for this guy? Who do you think? I mean, there's uninformed masses. And they're just going to say, hey, well, I saw him during the Super Bowl or he was on my Hulu account because for some odd reason, I'm getting their targeted ads pretty heavily. Um, You're getting Bloomberg ads? Yeah. Really? I've got a few, too. Mm -hmm. I haven't. They're all over my feed. I'm not his demographic. Facebook also thinks that I'm like a 45 Latina with two kids based on like what I post. So I just get weird ads all the time. Half of them are in Spanish. But I mean, he's he's getting the earned media. He is, and that's exactly that's exactly what Trump did in 2016. But you got to be, you know, if you're, you know, you're a so-called minority, you got to be stupid to vote for this guy. That's all I got to say. Isn't based he on, the one who, based on how he governed New York, isn't he the one who started stop and frisk? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you you know every if if you think of if you want you're looking for police accountability or anything like that, and you vote for Mike Bloomberg, you've got to be Felicia. I don't person. think this guy's gaining ground. I think it might appear that way, but I really don't think that anybody is is really into that guy. Now, I will say this. I will say this. I have talked to people who say that they might vote for Bloomberg because he can beat Trump. They think he can beat Trump, but I don't think anybody actually likes the guy. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think that you have to be likable to run a good campaign Um, because there's a lot of campaigns out there that the people aren't likable. Look at Hillary Clinton, you know, like. A lot of people didn't like her, but well, but they, that also wasn't a good know. campaign either. But um, I don't think that he's likable. I think that people think that he can beat Trump, and then that makes him likable. If you look at the polls, some recent polls came out this past week, and he's actually over Biden now. So I mean, he has. Do you believe in- the polls? No, I take it most, with a I don't either. Assault. I yeah. think I think most people I know that are more liberal are voting for Sanders, and they like Sanders just like 2016. I think a lot of people our age are definitely Sanders. I'm trying to think of different demographics. Yeah, I think that the true. older people do like Bloomberg. And um, so I look at, if I'm going to look at a poll, I look at 15 different polls and I see what all, what everyone's saying. Even if it's something as like small as a local news station did a poll, like KVU will do here in Austin all the way to the big. Have you, do you have any numbers on local polls off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head, no. I wonder what people are saying in Austin about Bloomberg. I've not, I have not met a single person that. I think this is Bernie country. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. pretty solidly. Or but Yang. You have to remember, Yang was somebody, but Yang just dropped out. You have to remember the average age in Austin is 36. So that's going to be 36. your millennials. And so therefore they're going to be Bernie Sanders supporters. But if you went to, uh, you it's know, a valid point. Washington or Seattle, that's a younger city too, but they may be more Bloomberg. So I think if you wanted to look at local polls, I would look at those um, older, well-off Caucasian areas and see what they're polling. Because it's not Biden. My grandma liked Hillary Clinton. I'm going to ask her about Bloomberg. Yeah, see what your grandma said. My grandma is <laughs> the, the heart of the Democratic Party. Sonny, I'm from a family of straight-up Trumpers, um, so I don't really have anyone else. Sonny, let me tell you. This is how it's going to go. Let me tell you, young man. <laughs> Speaking of polls. <laughs> I hope my grandma's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of polls, let's go to Dallas, Texas. Boy, did you hear about that stripper? Nice, 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 nice transition. Doing, <laughs> it wasn't even the, the next story, but you know what? I'm going to skip to it. Where's the applause for hey, 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 There it is. Speaking of the polls, My man. let me tell you, when they say Texas, things are bigger in Texas, they are bigger in Texas. 
Did you see that? I got to check this it was, strip club it was out. Great, dude. I'm going there. I got to check this go place later. out. We, we, my birthday. But anyway, <laughs> so we're going to check this place out because in Dallas, Texas, this stripper, she climbs this pole all the way to the top. And it's like, what, two stories high? She climbed to the ceiling. To the yeah. ceiling. Hell yeah. She was hanging on for dear life. And let me tell you, we come back from the break. We got to show you this video because uh, I didn't think you were allowed to take video inside the strip club. <laughs> I was always told you're not allowed to do I've been told that a I've number of times. I've been told that. Never been in a strip club before, but I've been told that. <laughs> Michael. Hey, lightning, lightning. Light. Okay, good. No lightning. All right, good. All right, so when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about this Texas stripper who breaks her jaw, sprains her ankle, and chips her teeth after falling from a 15-foot pole because you know why? Everything in Texas is big. This is Michael Cargill, <laughs> and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right. Everything is big in Texas, including stripper poles, let me tell you. So, uh, we want to talk about the battle of the billionaires for the most powerful office in the world. So, you got Donald Trump. You have... um, and I'm going to, you know, I attack everyone. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. Donald Trump, you have Mike Bloomberg, and you have Bernie Sanders. And I tell you, they're battling it out. And Mike Bloomberg is spending millions of dollars of his personal money to get that high seat in the, the, the land. You know about the original battle of the billionaires? What's the original battle? That was uh, WWE. It was Vince McMahon against Donald Trump. Really? Uh-huh. And That's WrestleMania right. 23. No way. The Battle of the Billionaires. Uh-huh. All right. But you know what? You know, I, that's a good poll. But there's another poll I want to talk about, and that's in Dallas. And this stripper, she climbed the, the – the, I think it's the tallest stripper pole in, in the country. How tall was and it? And Felicia says uh, that that's not 15 feet, you know. And I, you know, I, I think a female measured that, and um, I, I think it's larger than 15 feet. Felicia? I don't know why you're always having to attack. Um, <laughs> why can't we just agree that, I mean, it can't simultaneously be 15 feet and two stories. Right, right. Like, this is true. It's it's really tall. It's definitely more than 15 feet. But if you haven't seen the video, check this out. Check this video out. Yeah, and she bites it hard. Oh, man, insane. I tell you, that's, you know, I, I, my, my heart and my prayers go out to her, you know. 
is definitely that was a hard fall. But she got up. She started. What did she do? She started twerking. She's, like she hit the ground and then hit a pose and immediately started dancing. And the article said that she just had to have her jaw wired shut. Wow. <laughs> I'm, and she's got she to go fund me. Hey, support her. Yeah, just, you know, support local strippers. That's right. And Wendy Williams gave her a ten thousand dollars scholarship. Let me tell you, Tamika needs to it. I'm telling you, because that, that was a dance hard fall. <laughs> It's a hard fall. She said it's a blessing in disguise because it helped her get out of the stripping game. Oh, what's she going to school for? More stripping. <laughs> I, don't I, I, I don't know. I didn't say that. <clears throat> so let's change gears. Let's talk about Dylan Roof. The okay. call-in number is 512-543-2284. Let's, let's... I've been waiting weeks and months to do that to you. What's that? To say the call-in number. You oh. always say it when I say something. Okay, what's the call-in number? I just said it. 512-543-2284. All right. Come and talk it. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about Dylan Roof because <laughs> Dylan Roof represented himself as his at his capital trial. Uh, he was a 22-year-old ninth grade dropout diagnosed with schizophrenia, spectrum disorder, autism, anxiety, and depression. And he believed that his sentence didn't matter because white nationalists would free him from prison after an impending race war. This guy was crazy. That sounds like something Charles Manson would say. <laughs> yeah, usually your killers are. I tell you, it's in, insane. So he didn't think it mattered at all. Yeah, did you know his sister, an 18-year-old girl, uh, she carried a weapon into school as well. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And, and was ca- she got caught? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I didn't hear that, did you? I didn't hear that. It was a while back, a couple of years ago. but Before the shooting? Uh, it was after. It was in 2018. After the shooting? Well, okay, well, so it runs in the family. Cray Cray runs in the family. Mm-hmm. I didn't check that gene pool out. Let's go over to Florida real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Florida red flag gun laws used 3,500 times since the Parkland shooting. And February 14th, Valentine's Day, is the anniversary of that Parkland shooting. And it happened in Florida, the Parkland High School. And so apparently they've used the red flag laws 3,500 times since. And so did you know that equates to about five a day? There? No, 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 really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so a 23-year-old man who posted on Facebook, I don't know why I don't go on a killing spree. Uh, well, West Palm Beach couple who shot up their home while high on cocaine, a 31-year-old Gulf Coast man who pointed a semi-automatic rifle at a motorcyclist. These are all the people that were you know, brought up on those red flag laws. That's, they may be justified. What do you think? But they're justified under different laws already on the book, they're not justified under the premise of red flag laws. And I agree 100%. And that's what people don't understand is we already have all of these laws on the books that aren't being enforced and we don't need red flag laws. We just need law enforcement to do what they're already supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's illegal. Good luck. It's illegal to kill someone. You can't do terroristic threats. Uh, you can't take a gun to school. <laughs> These are all felonies, people. So you're right. There are already laws on the books already. And we talk about it time and time again. And also, a I think this happened in Philadelphia, I believe. A six-year-old pointed a finger gun at her teacher and said, I'll shoot you. Her school <laughs> called the cops. What? Yeah. On a six-year-old? On a six-year-old. They called the cops. And it was a finger. Just a finger. What's wrong with these people? Just with a finger. So Maggie Gaines understands why her daughter's teacher at Valley Forge Elementary School went to the principal after a six-year-old, after the six-year-old pointed her finger at the teacher like a gun and said, I shoot you. 
And the kid had Down syndrome. And the kid what? had Down yeah. syndrome. What is man? What is going on? Yeah, educators what, failing students. That's where we law are. Law enforcement failing citizens. Strippers falling from poles. Strippers <laughs> falling from eighty foot poles. It's insane. <laughs> it's it's a crazy world out there. I'm telling you. And also, <laughs> you're about the the dating app. <clears throat> this happened. Yeah, over, this I've is, heard about it. This is out of Chicago. So a man using a dating app to rob victims with a stun gun. What do you oh think about wow. That? Um, I think that's uh, which app is are we talking here? It's not Bumble. Bumble's too <laughs> nope, classic. No, not Bumble. It's probably like what, was it? Plenty of Fish or something. Nope, not that one. Was it Grinder? Clover. <laughs> I believe so. It was Grinder. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Not Grinder. Oh man! Oh. It wasn't you, was it, Michael? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> slow down! Slow down! There's no. I have no dating apps on my phone. I can assure you of that. Can I see it? No, ma'am. <laughs> She's trying to take that little flashing thing off my phone. I'm not falling for that trick there. All I've right, been so, trying to get him to give me his phone unlocked for like two and a half years. It's only happened happen. twice. Ain't going to happen. I'm not, I have to be a really drunk for that. <laughs> so, we're going out after this. It'll all happen. right. Well, so to they, the bar we go. They thought they were meeting, with, uh, meeting their dates near some of Chicago's nicest hotels. Instead, they were threatened, by, uh, threatened with a stun gun and robbed. Uh, so four, did anybody actually get tased? Uh, four attacks all all in December. One of them took place at a Cambria hotel. They're all centered in downtown Gold Coast areas, and the police said the victims and their attackers met on the dating app Grinder, and they pointed out uh, that the risk of meeting up privately with people you don't really know, you know, that can be really dangerous. What do you think? They found out the hard way. Yes, they did. The very hard way. The hard way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right, so God and Glock, you hear about this. So Texas churchgoers, that's right. They're they're putting a new meaning to praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. So Texas churchgoers are training to fight off attackers wielding guns. Ever since that, you know, we had the church shooting, you know, a few weeks back uh, last month in in Texas, you know, churchgoers are they're they're training. They're getting that training. They're going to the gun range. They're making sure they're gonna, you know, protect their their parishioners. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So beneath the Christmas lights still hanging in the church fellowship room, Jack Mills pointed a Glock handgun at his enemy's chest and pulled the trigger. A loud crack rang out as a shell casing flew from the weapon. Uh, but the man facing the gunfire didn't fall. Instead, a red light on his high-tech vest began blinking, signaling a hit from the laser in Mills' gun. So they, you know, they have some high-tech training there they're using, and they're 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 definitely getting the training and they're learning how to you know protect the the parishioners if if that evil stands up and shows itself. All right. So also, did you hear about the hitman doctor? I thought that was from a while back. Yeah. Well, you know. It's still a good story. So a hitman disguised as a doctor. Um, no, this is uh, no, no, no. Uh, this is this oh, a month. literal assassin. Hitman disguised yeah. as a doctor. I thought you. Never mind. Yeah, and a cop gunned down prisoners being treated in the hospital. What do you think about that? You hear about that, Zach? They just don't give a flip. <laughs> they just don't care, huh? Uh. Uh-uh. I'm okay. sure they got paid handsomely, right? So uh, the terrifying footage has emerged of two suspected hitmen who disguised as a medic and a policeman firing shots at a prisoner in front of shock patients. The pair, one dressed in white doctor's coat and the other in a high V 
Biz police jacket were seen on CCTV. Cameras entering the Delfina Torres Hospital in Esmeraldas, Ecuador, on Sunday. So in the footage, they walked past the front desk and were led by a security guard to the room where prisoner Alex Lugo Saltos, 33, is being treated. And Saltos, who were serving, he was serving a 26-year sentence for murder, was sent to the hospital for surgery after being shot in the back and the leg by his inmates. By his cellmate. By his cellmate. He was How do you get shot a gun? by his cellmate. How do you get a okay. gun in prison? Drones. They're Ecuadorian using drones now. They use drones to bring firearms, knives, all sorts of stuff over the walls into the prisons. It's actually pretty common. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't ask me how I know that. I tell you what, you know, killers don't need guns to kill people. Timothy McVeigh used fertilizer. 9-11 terrorists used box cutters and planes. The Nazis used cyanide gas. And talking guns from, you know, taking guns from innocent people will not protect innocent people. And Jim Jones convinced followers uh, to commit suicide. Ted Bunny kidnapped, raped, and murdered numerous young women and girls, and Jeffrey Dahmer ate his victims, and John Wayne Gacy was an American serial killer who raped, tortured, and murdered at least 33 teenage boys. If you don't remember anything, remember this. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You will listen to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 